Welcome to the Greatness is Design podcast, the podcast where we argue great businesses are designed. I'm your host, Sasha Lynchandani, the Managing Director of Brass Rock Consulting. Brass Rock Consulting is a firm that's strictly focused on helping companies grow or handle succession or transition planning. And we do this through management consulting and CFO services. Our hope is that you, the listener, are able to gain some insights from what we do here at Brass Rock and are able to apply it within your business. What we're going to talk about today is is strategy, but one specific sliver of strategy, which is sales. And we're not going to talk about, you know, call sheets or Salesforce or any of those kinds of things. What we're going to talk about is the very essence of sales and how do I build repeat customers or in the event where there's only one transaction for customers, how do I get repeat referrals from COIs? And a lot of times... People think that there's a broad answer for what for how to come up with this, but we believe the answer is really simple, and that is getting up every day and leading with authenticity, trust, and experience. It sounds very obvious, but what we find in practice is very few people actually exhibit those qualities. To take it one step further, I want to talk about an industry uh, which has a very broad spectrum of salespeople, and that is the life insurance industry. When, when, I, when we think about life insurance, uh, most people are thinking of the, uh, the gunslinger who's always trying to a- always be closing, ABC, everyone loves that acronym. And that is one way of doing it, but we don't believe that's a way that's going to build you long-lasting, a repeatable customer base. Who we have with us today as our guest is Dan Kepford of NextGen Financial. NextGen Financial has been around for 20 years. Dan started the business, grew it and added on a benefits division, and earlier this year uh, sold that benefits division, is now continuing on with the life insurance. So 20 years, long-lasting with consistent growth. So Dan, welcome. Uh, we appreciate you being here as our guest. Thank you, Sasha. It's an honor and a privilege. So, Dan, what do you think? Am I crazy when I say when I say you know we're talking the way to build repeat customer base is to lead with with authenticity, trust, and experience? What are your thoughts? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. The bar, I think, for sales in general is set pretty low. In so much is as a salesperson, if all we did is what we said we were going to do and act with a client's best interest at heart you're going to build a good customer base and be very referable at the same time. And when you, like when you started 20 years ago, were you just wired to have the client's best interest at heart uh, to build that authentic relationship? Or did you stumble across it? Because you must've been influenced by these gunslingers in, in, in life insurance. Absolutely. You know, it, it is an evolution and it was for me because the opportunity to misinform and to put my needs first or the or the sales agent's needs first is, is frankly quite easy because it's such a complex, complex industry, complex products, different language that's just not used in commonplace. So the ability to misadvise to earn extra commissions is something that that unfortunately, you know, can occur. And I, right. I just just from an ethical standpoint, actually the kind of the hallmark moment for me was a sales manager, Vincent Robichaud was his name, who Mm. said to me, Dan, at the beginning and end of the day, all that matters truly is your reputation. 
And I kind of took that with me. So even though I was, especially early on in, the, in my career, was largely ignorant in terms of technicalities and how everything worked, but, but acting with, uh, with some degree of, of ethics and putting the, the client's needs first and doing what I said I was going to do went a long way toward building my practice. And in building your practice, you found that these same people have been repeat customers throughout time. Uh, absolutely. I'd say pr- roughly 60 to 70% of my business is, is repeat clientele or working with existing clients and or uh, people that they're, they're referring me to. And it's all because they just trust you because of your knowledge base. Correct. And, and the, the, you know, the constant desire to learn more and to affiliate myself, uh, myself with, with other professionals that can add value to uh, to my clients, such as tax accountants, tax lawyers, estate yeah. lawyers, what have you. You know, it's, it, it is one of those things where experience plays a big part, you know, not, not to jest, but when you're looking at insurance policies and the vastness of insurance policies, when you read it, the layman knows the words, but the words don't necessarily make sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's where you have to be a steward with a strong moral compass to make sure that these people get the right product to meet their needs, right? A hundred percent. And it's it's complicated for us and for, for people that have been in the industry a long time. It's very technical. There's all sorts of you know unique tax attributes we need to be familiar with. And you need to be able to communicate that to the client and their advisors because quite often especially when you're dealing with the higher end of the market or high net worth individuals. You're dealing with, uh, with their accountants, their, their money managers, what, right. what have you. And you need to be able to break down complex insurance jargon into benefits and easy to understand language or as easy to, to understand as, as we can manufacture. We see it at Brass Rock all the time, right? It's you have this strategy, but, you, but you're not only explaining this strategy to, to the owners or working with the owners on that, you're also explaining it to their banks, to their accountants, to their lawyers, but you have to explain it in a way that they understand it. So you, you have to have the experience to know what the respective audience cares about in regards to that transaction, right? Correct. And, and to be able to read nuance with, with each individual, because... Human beings, being proud individuals, quite often will be nodding their head as if they understand, but you can see in their eyes that yeah. they that they don't understand what you're saying. hundred percent. So just adding that extra question: Does this make sense, or can uh, do you need a little more information? Helps give that person out to say, you know, that I wasn't clear about this, this, or this. Can you add a, li- a few more details? And that's partly that that ability to just pay attention to you know to what the client's saying or or what they're not saying in terms of an unspoken basis to right. to try and get the best result and that's probably what builds trust because at the end of the day if there's if there's a nonverbal cue that you're picking up that they don't understand but you know it's important that they understand it you probably take the time to explain it to continue to, to ensure that they fully understand and, and trust you well, and to take time in so much as I think as we go through life, we're, we're presented with what I'll call quote unquote opportunities where we need to make a decision. For instance, timeshare sales where you yeah. need the, the, the deal is only going to be here today. In fact, you've got another six minutes <laughs> to make a decision. And 
early on in my career, I decided I, it's just, I, I didn't like the feeling when I was presented with, with that type of situation, that type of sales pressure. So I promised myself and, and my clients that I would not put somebody ever in that position where they had to make a, a quick decision. It's best when people think about it. They can take some ownership, come up with questions, do a little bit of research, potentially get a second opinion, what have you, but to give them the ability to think and ponder on what they're about to embark into. And some people will make snap decisions, but certainly there's no pressure for them to do so. But you bring up a great point because if you sort of fast forward that person to a year down the road or two years down the road, you know, there's always people out there in, in, in people's lives who say, who say like, why did you do that? You know, and they say it in sort of a negative connotation. But if you've taken the time, if you've given the, the customer a chance to, to think about it uh, and get clarity on, on, on what they need to, to understand about that product, then when someone critiques them two years down the road, it's not an issue because they fully understand why they did it. Right, and they have the trust to to call back to get any information gaps that, that may exist. Because quite often what is discussed today, and I'm sure it applies to your business as well, that yeah. uh, what is discussed today may not be as present in memory a year from now as it is, as it is today. A hundred percent. There is... Changes happen all the time, right? And that's where just the 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 refreshers as well as you know the the client contact are important on an ongoing basis, just to make sure that that people are kind of up to speed and and remember those initial conversations and the why as to why they did what they did. Right. And actually, you know, it's a it's a great point. Actually, speaking to experience in the authenticity, trust, and experience component because people, you know, people come to you probably because their accountant or their friend said, hey, you should consider life insurance. But that that comment gives no res- no understanding to the vast uh, industry of life insurance and all the products out there and the nuances for why people do it. It's, it's true. And using an example of, of my accountant, a gentleman named Miguel, great accountant, works predominantly in the professional marketplace uh, with physicians uh, in particular, refers me to, I would say, one in three of his of his clients and describes me as the nice guy, but the terrible salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there will be no pressure exerted and he knows that there will be no inappropriate products recommended. Right. Um, and my mantra, and I, and I think this mantra is shared among other professional salespeople, is I would always recommend to the client what I would do in their shoes based on my knowledge and experience. Right. right. So I say I, I'm not always going to be 100% right, but I'll never be wrong. I'll never put somebody in harm's way. And that goes a long way toward toward building trust and credibility. Exactly. And, and you know, and it's, the thing about having that perspective is not only do you... In my opinion, not only do you lock the one sale, and and it's a good sale because now you have an evangelist arguably on your side, but now you're going to get you know their their family members, their friends, their coworkers, the firm if they have a firm. Like it just sort of uh, snowballs from there. Correct. And I think it's it's interesting because it's the long road. The, the, the thing about the gunslinger, the guns, gun, I have nothing against gunslingers, <laughs> but you know, the thing about that analogy is that, you know, it's, it's always sort of piecemeal and, and that path is probably more creative in the beginning, but with your path, 
it's it's a long road, but it's a sustainable road. And and over the long term, you'll generate more than the than the gunslinger who who will get fatigued essentially right over over a period of time. Right, and constantly having to redo transactions and find new people to shoot as it were. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, so right. So as opposed to building relationships relationships with existing clients and working uh, with those people and their family and friends and and going deeper inside them from the perspective of dealing with multiple product lines such as business insurance and personal insurance what have you as well as yeah. you know having the confidence where somebody will pick up the phone and say do you do you know a good accountant that I could talk to or I need a good banker Right. This type of thing. So, which is one of the highest compliments uh, that I certainly could get in my in my business is when somebody phones me out of the blue just to get my. You you know you're trusted when that kind of stuff happens, right? Correct, and it feels uh, feels fantastic because uh, you feel like you're making a difference and uh, can really add to somebody's situation uh, by being able to put a trusted person in front of them and knowing that they'll be taken care of. That was Dan Kepford explaining how he got value by getting up every single day, focusing on authenticity, trust, and leveraging his experience. My name is Sasha Alim Chandani. Thank you for listening to Greatness is Design. If you want to listen to other episodes, go to brassrockconsulting.com forward slash podcast or wherever you source your podcast.